Greetings and a warm welcome to this international online midweek service as we are taken into the heart of God, understanding the prophetic timeline, end of the age. And tonight, the prophet will be allowing us to explore rapture before tribulation. Thank you so much for coming. We'd invite you now, before the service begins, to click on the subscription icon and make sure that you click on the notification icon so that you are updated every single moment. A special message is designed just for you by the Lord. My name is Pastor Karamba, joined by Pastor Jikuni. And in a few moments, the prophet will be leading us on. Man of God, shalom. Shalom, Pastor Karamba. It's always good to be here. Back again, midweek service by our father, the voice. And uh, obviously, we need to mention this. Mm. I was just listening to you as you were introducing the program, and I was thinking to myself, this man is really speaking like he's a year older. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Obviously, we are preserved by our father's voice teaching and everything. Indeed. indeed. And uh, you look good. Thank you, sir. Not too old. Thank You're you. growing younger. It's the grace of our father. Indeed. So much appreciative of his love and our mother for being so caring. Wow. So it's good to be back. Last week, last I think the last time that we had this program, it was crisis management. And obviously within the series, and we thank The Voice for giving us, sharing that light. Mm. Giving us the ability to understand what is taking place. Yes. Around us, in our environment. And rapture before tribulation, mm -hmm. another rapture controversy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hope to be enlightened this evening, a wonderful evening. And we, we know, as we leave this place tonight, will be totally different. Indeed. Rapture before tribulation. This series has been so enlightening. Uh, exactly. The revelation from Scripture, uh, putting precept upon precept, linking Scripture with Scripture. Exactly. It's, it's been outstanding. Um, seeing the symbolisms explained, the, um, the prophetic, what seemed to be enigmas at a certain point, uh, brought with so much clarity. Mm, mm, mm. Just grateful for the enlightenment we received this past Sunday, where our Father was teaching us expressly concerning the God-man. And what a service. one aspect I absolutely loved was when our Father described what Jesus meant by the kingdom is within you. And then he went on further to extrapolate by saying, Overlooking the vessel containing the kingdom, you have overlooked the kingdom and you have undermined the kingdom. It's it's like I said, like I said on Sunday, it's 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 one of those teachings that goes against the, the grain <laughs> because general understanding, somehow we have been we are coming from an environment where what is within us somehow is undermined. Mm. And I think it's important, like our father did, to consciously speak about it mm. and highlight that indeed the kingdom is within you. Yes. Because sometimes when things are alluded to but not said, not mentioned, we tend to, to move away every single day, every single moment. And our Father is conscientizing us mm. that the kingdom is within. The solution is 
has to be found from within. You draw yourself inside and then you come up with a solution. Mm. And when you pray, you find yourself writing that application letter. It's the same <laughs> way you need to apply yourself in your everyday life. Mm, consulting the God within, within. for solutions. Mm -hmm. So marvelous, so grateful now that the prayer that the disciples are asked to pray, your kingdom come. come. It, it makes sense now. Indeed. When, when we are sitting like this, and we have our Father with us, we're not going to look for the kingdom outwardly or anywhere else. We know that we are in the presence of the manifest kingdom. Mm -hmm. And we are so grateful. Being immersed in the word. Indeed. <laughs> we trust that you're ready to receive from the prophet this evening. Allow us to introduce him. Greetings, our father. Thank you for having me on this uh, Wednesday wonderful night. Thank you so much. Thank you, Father. Father, Thank we you. are expectant uh, to learn these kingdom secrets and mysteries mm. concerning that great event uh, that includes our great conversion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Father, we, we are grateful that you, you're allowing us to know these things now. Yeah. Things that we believed that when we get to heaven one day, maybe we'll have a chance to ask. But to have the Lord being able to release this to us now is such yeah. a great yeah. privilege and it honor. Is. Father, it we is. are grateful. We treasure this information. Yeah. And we thank you for enlightening our spirits. Oh. We thank God for that because He's the provider of knowledge and light and information. Especially the part where you said we are getting to know things that uh, we we're actually supposed to wait until we get a chance to ask him. But information, instead of us getting to it, is coming to us. And we are thankful to him for such an honor. He is allowing us to know the secrets of the kingdom. Yes, today we are just here for a few minutes, I promise you, and we want to touch on uh, the rapture before the tribulation. Why I strongly believe that we have to have this major event uh, happening first before we see the rising of the uh, men of sin, the Antichrist, who is the son of perdition. So, yes, but you see, I would also want to consider scriptures that have been used by uh, several other scholars and um, students of the word, Christians that, that find this subject to be of interest to them. And uh, whoever is holding on to a belief Obviously, he has found some scriptures somewhere. And we need to look at those scriptures and see whether uh, really we are supposed to have the rapture after the tribulation or we are supposed to have it before the tribulation. Mm. But before we get into that, it is important that I minister a word of prayer. Thank you. Father, we thank you for bringing us here. We thank you for making your words so accessible. And we thank you for increasing the light. 
bring us into a place of understanding so that we don't walk in darkness. Yes. We yes. want to be educated, we want to be informed, we want to be the generation that represents your wisdom and your knowledge so that those without it can consult, they can come to us. Yes, Lord. And yes. we help them understand and to perceive and even to receive the kingdom of God. Yes. Thank you for your presence that is here, the presence that we can touch and we can confess with, the presence that we can feel and we know it is here because you are here. Thank you for this word. Bring us to that place of understanding now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Pastors, we just want to quickly look into this and we let our people go to bed nicely. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, under the inspiration of the word of God. Imagine this is the last thing that you do tonight and then you get to rest. Look at verse number 10. Now, um, obviously I'll give you a bit of a background of that uh, uh, scripture. Uh, before I bring to your attention quite a lot of things highlighted um, in that passage of scripture. Yes, verse number 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. There is the keeping of the word of his patience. Read it again. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Okay. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. I, this is the Lord himself speaking, will keep thee during or from? From. From. From what? The hour of temptation. He calls it an hour or the hour of temptation. What kind of a temptation is that? Uh-huh. Which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell, dwell upon the earth. the earth. Now, there's never been such an hour from the beginning of the world mm -hmm. until this time. And what sort of a temptation is that that befalls everyone mm. at the same time? Mm. So when you begin to critically look at that kind of a temptation, you are obviously drawn to one major event that is coming, which is the great tribulation. Mm. Mm. There, there will never be any temptation that will come upon every single person on the face of the earth unless it is that time mm. that Jesus referred to as the time of tribulation that has never been, uh -huh. that will never be again. Right. But then the major, the, the key point here is where the word of God says, I will keep thee from, I will keep you from that hour so when a promise is given to the church in Philadelphia that I will keep you from that hour that is coming upon the face of the earth, God must be ready to perform a miracle that either preserves them 
from that hour by making sure they are not touched by the temptation or they are taken out of the world before the temptation arrives. Okay. Now, the reason why this is happening and it's a promise given to one of the seven churches, Philadelphia. Now, God is promising them that I will keep you. And, and how does that connect to us? Are we the church at Philadelphia? Or we are the church at Laodicea? Okay. Mm. It is important that when you look at the seven churches, to whom letters, seven letters were written mm-hmm. by John under the instruction of the Lord Jesus himself, the owner of the church. You must understand that this is minor. No. But these are different segments and different transformations. Okay. Different time zones through which one church has to go through. Mm. Wow. Okay. Wow, it's you. one church, mm. the church of Jesus Christ, uh-huh. that will have to go through seven different manifestations. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. So all the seven churches that you see there, it is just one church. Mm. So that one church will go through periods of time and seasons where it will manifest like the Ephesus or Ephesian church or uh, the Philadelphian church, and so on and so on. But at the time when we are manifesting as the Philadelphia church, that's the time when preservation is going to take place. But you still have the remaining, the last church on the face of the earth will be Laodicea. Wow. Okay. Is the last phase, the last church, it will be the church because we'll have people that are born again still present on the earth during the tribulation. So is the part of the church that goes through the time of temptation, the tribulation. So we have the church present during the tribulation because it became the church after the rapture. Became the church after the rapture. The, ra- the church before the rapture has to be raptured. The church that come becomes the Laodicean church. Okay. So Father, all these, they're in chronological order. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are, they are, they are in their order. Why I believe that the Laodicean church is the last church because he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Okay. Yes. You see? So if you open the door, that's in reference to the second coming. It will happen during the church of Laodicea. Jesus will come at the time when you have a church that is so blind. The church that believes it is so rich. You believe that you are rich. That's what he said to the Laodicean church. You believe that you are rich, but I counsel you that you buy gold from me. So it's a church that has to be buying. It, it's a church that has to pay the price. That is, that is why it is going through the tribulation. You have to buy. 
whatever is going to help you, you have to do the payment. Powerful father, powerful. Okay. And like the rest of the churches, or the, the rest of the church, yes, the price was paid. So also, why this church believes that it is rich, it is because of what would have happened after the rapture. The economy is going to become so strong. You must understand, the occurrence of rapture, when rapture takes place, there's going to be a boom, the booming of the economy. Two things are going to cause that to happen. Number one, when rapture takes place, no Christian is going to carry a single dollar to heaven. You will have all of your money sitting in the account, but you have the owner of the account taken. So imagine how much is going to be left. This is how the kingdom that then comes is going to be sponsored. There's going to be quite a lot of money in circulation soon after rapture. You now have money that you cannot claim because the person who had that account was your relative. You don't have documentation that entitles you to his money. So that's how um, the, the kingdom of the beast is going to be funded. So every Christian who has money who doesn't want to give to God, eventually you are going to donate. It's going to be the greatest seed probably that you're going to sow into the kingdom of the Antichrist. <laughs> so, so there is money already for the system to start uh, doing its uh, operations and also the other thing and, and, and chaos that is man-made. Mm. Okay. Mm. But when, when this thing is starting, people and nations and uh, individuals who are greed are given an opportunity to uh, benefit from the disasters. So you are the one doing it and then you have some little money that you can put in, into your pocket so that you support the idea. Okay? You support the idea of spreading everywhere, whether it's a medication, whether it's a it's an injection, uh, you support it as governments because you you have to be benefiting something for it at the beginning, so that it doesn't face resistance from governments. But eventually, it will have to be um, centralized. It will have to be something that is controlled from the top, where everything that has to do with from a mask, whatever. So this thing will keep on resurfacing, keep on coming back until they say everything that is supposed to be sold under this name of a pandemic or of a virus, the manners will have to be controlled from, 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 from one source, from one account, eventually, you see. But you don't do that from the word go because then the thing is resisted. You must take advantage of greedy people down there who also would want to exploit their people, so they are given the right to benefit from the disaster. And they accept it until there is a regulation that actually takes over the entire thing because it is their thing. They started it, 
built it. They created it for their own good, not for your, for for the good of of of, of nations. No, just to a billion people disappearing. How much is that? How much is that? Yes, that's in that's quite a lot of money in the system already. Okay. So, but the church that remains also will be so rich, the Laodicean church, so rich to a point where they are so proud and, and God is saying, you think you have money, you'd rather buy from me. So there's a time where they would actually manifest as a church that is so rich because you don't have the great tribulation starting from the time the rapture takes place. You have the lesser tribulation, which is actually good. It's a time of peace under the reign of the or the leadership of the Antichrist until the last three and a half, which is the Great Tribulation. So, but looking at this scripture, uh, a letter written to Philadelphia is verse number seven. You get to know this letter was written to Philadelphia. Yes, and then he says, I will keep you because you have kept my word of my patience, you have kept it, so I will keep you. Yes. So it's this church that has kept his word that will have to be kept from the hour that is coming of temptation. And this temptation covers the entire earth. Every other temptation that we have had so far, these were special cases where you have it over here individual cases, personalized uh, temptations, but this one is global. So it can be any uh, other thing apart from the tribulation that is coming. Yes, but the promise is, I will have to keep you from mm. keeping you from. from. Wow. Hmm? So I think just reading it again, it will be, it'll be good. Verse number 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Mm, I will keep you from the hour of what? Temptation. temptation. Yes. Which shall come upon all the world. Which shall. That's prophetic, right? Mm, yes, Father. Yes. To try them that dwell upon the earth. Mm -hmm. Verse 11. Now, listen to the verse number 11, so you know. Behold, I, I come quickly. You see? <laughs> I come quickly. That's the snatching. Mm. I come quickly. Uh -huh. Hold that fast which thou hast, mm -hmm. that no man take thy crown. So it's something to do with uh, rewards again. Mm. There must be a time where we get rewarded. A crown is placed upon you, authority is put upon your head, a responsibility, a certain measure of grace is given to you at that time. So hold on to that which you have because I come quickly. It's going to be quick. Quickly. Quite interesting. Wow. Okay. But uh, we don't want to dwell much on that because... It's important also that we consider other scriptures that assist people in believing that the rapture has to happen after the tribulation. And um, let's look at some of those scriptures. Um, 
like the book of Matthew chapter number 24 which I gave last time verse number 29 now before you get with verse number 29 consider understand that he was just talking about tribulations that are coming in the future this is Jesus himself the persecution that is coming the killing the torture that is coming but then he gets to verse number 29 he says something that has to happen immediately after the tribulation of those days what is that immediately after the tribulation of those days so you see when you see the word after it is because of that word after the tribulation of those days and then what happens after shall the sun be darkened the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light no more light from the moon and the stars shall fall from the heaven the falling of the stars from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken the shaking of the powers of the heaven and then then and then after the tribulation yes shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven you see the appearance this is the coming of the son of man in heaven yes and what happens and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn yes and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven yes with power mm. and great glory you see the lord coming that's after what the tribulation, the tribulation of yes, those days of those days yes uh-huh and what happens now listen to what begins to happen and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet mm-hmm. and they shall gather to the gathering together of the saints mm-hmm. is what most people refer to as the rapture but again notice it's happening after the tribulation of those days, those days. then the son of god appears and the angels move around and they gather together the gathering together of the saints is the rapture but their focus is on the word after the tribulation of those days okay so you ask them when is rapture likely to okay they say there is the word after the tribulation so it can be before it is after that the son of god appears and the saints are gathered together after okay and then we answered that and we have to answer it again that there is not going to be one rapture okay there's been individuals in the past who have been raptured before and we are going to be raptured okay before the tribulation and after the tribulation there's going to be another rapture okay the church that is in existence before the rapture the second rapture will have to be raptured and then you will have the existence of another church people who are going to be born again during the tribulation who are supposed again to be raptured after the tribulation of those days after the tribulation of those days those ones are supposed to be raptured so the word after should not confuse you he is not referring to the people who are currently 
present on the earth. No, it's the church that will be started just after the first rapture takes place. Okay, so I've given you one scripture that they, they use. Let's also look at another scripture. Revelation chapter number 20 and verse number 4. Yes, Father. Notice these, these scriptures are actually legitimate. If somebody looks at that and then they use that, you have to understand, you have to believe. It's not a misinterpretation of scripture where somebody tries to defend his uh, view by taking a scripture out of his context. You see, they are very, very close to, to what they believe. These scriptures, they are very, very close. But look, let's look at another scripture, which is so strong. This one is so, so powerful. So powerful. In case somebody comes to you with this passage, you have to listen to the way that I'm going to respond to this because you are likely never going to escape this. If, if the person knows what he's talking about and he's a, a scholar of the word of God, he studies the word of God and then he pulls this one out, you have to run. <laughs> you have to run because uh, you'll be in trouble. Listen to this. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them mm. and judgment was given unto them. Mm -hmm. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. You see, so, so if, if you're seeing the souls of them that have been beheaded, for what? For the witness of Jesus. Witness of Jesus, yes. And for the word of God. Mm -hmm. You now know when these people got beheaded very soon. Okay, yes. And which had not worshipped the beast, mm -hmm. neither his image, mm -hmm. neither had received his mark upon their foreheads mm -hmm. or in their hands. Mm -hmm. And they lived and reigned with Christ a mm -hmm. thousand years. Yes. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. Mm -hmm. This is the first resurrection. <laughs> what is he referring to as the first resurrection? If these people have been beheaded and they are now seen standing before him and they are ready to reign with him for a thousand years, this has to be after their resurrection. Yes. But if their resurrection after having been beheaded, which is after the tribulation, if that resurrection is the first resurrection, so what about the resurrection that happened during our first rapture or our second rapture? No, let me let me try to. Yes, Father. <laughs> Somebody comes to you and he tells you there is no rapture before the tribulation, and you say there is rapture, and he's going to ask you what is going to happen to the dead during the rapture if it happens before the, the tribulation. You will say, obviously, they're going to be resurrected, mm. and they'll pull this one out, and then they pull this one out, and they say, now, let's see. This passage of scripture is telling us that he saw people that have been beheaded because they refused to receive the mark. The mark comes during the tribulation. Yes. 
And these people are raised from the dead. And this is the first resurrection. And the first resurrection is happening after the mark of the beast. So I want you to number your resurrection because you're saying rapture happens before, before. the tribulation. <laughs> and during your rapture, there is a resurrection. How do you number that? If the one that happens after the tribulation is the first resurrection. You see? Yes, one. Yeah, so... Now, so let me help you understand the word first. Okay. By saying this is the first resurrection, he's not saying this is the first time for the people to be raised from okay. the dead. Okay. So the first resurrection, when you hear this is the first resurrection after the tribulation, it doesn't mean that people are being raised for the first time. It's a resur a kind of resurrection that is called first, which occurs different times. Help us, I'm tempted to think it's a matter of semantics. These are just words. No, it's 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 a kind of resurrection that that is termed first. No matter you are resurrected at what point. You can have a man being raised from the dead today. And the kind of resurrection is under the category, the type of the first resurrection. And you have another man being raised next year. And it's the same kind of a resurrection. I it's understand. called the first. We understand. Okay. Just like, okay, for instance, do you know in Israel, they had what they was called the last trumpet? Yes, Father. Okay. Now, if it is the last trumpet, meaning it is the last trumpet, how come you again have it next year? <laughs> it's an annual thing where you will have the last. Why is it always the last and yet you have it every year? Mm. Uh, you, you need to take note of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So you have the last trumpet this year. And next year you have again another last trumpet. And the following year, they would blow another last trumpet. It's the kind of It's trumpet. the kind of a trumpet. Ah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Again, somebody is going to ask a question. If during your rapture that you believe that happens before the tribulation, there is a sounding of a trumpet. And it's the last trumpet. How come you talk about another trumpet again after tribulation? Yet we had the last trumpet already. How, how is it that we can have another last trumpet again after the tribulation? <laughs> if your trumpet was the last, <laughs> is the name given to the kind of a trumpet? Wow. And people are forgetting that when a trumpet is sounded during our rapture, and then another trumpet is sounded after the tribulation. This is after a very long period of time. Mm. And all those trumpets are called the last. Mm. So back to the first resurrection. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. For us to defend that the first doesn't mean that people are being raised for the first time. We look at Matthew chapter number 27. That's right. Matthew 27 verse number 52. 
and the or maybe start from verse number 51 so that people know when this is happening and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain mm-hmm. from the top to the we bottom. all know when that happened yes jesus was one the cross, the cross. Yes. yes and the earth did quake and the rocks rent mm. and the graves were opened mm. and many bodies of the saints many what bodies it wasn't a spiritual resurrection mm. it was a physical resurrection where we had bodies of who the saints which slept again every word there is very important mm. how many were they <laughs> many many in case somebody says to you these were just a few individuals so we don't count that as the first many there was a resurrection of many bodies of the saints many when jesus was on the cross resurrection occurred you keep on reading and many bodies of the saints which slept mm. arose mm. and came out of the graves after his resurrection okay yes and went into the holy city and appeared unto many and they appeared unto many mm. so then you go back to the book of revelation Yes, father. Where we are being told that there is going to be the first resurrection after the tribulation, after the mark, after the beast. Mm. So if that's the first resurrection, you want to read it again? Yes. yes? Yeah. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus mm-hmm. and for the word of God, mm-hmm. and which had not worshipped the beast, mm-hmm. neither his image neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years yes but the rest of the dead the, but the rest of the dead it means something had happened to these few mm-hmm. who had just been beheaded but the rest of the dead uh-huh. lived not again mm-hmm. until the thousand years were finished mm-hmm. this is the first resurrection This is the first resurrection. <laughs> This is the first resurrection. <laughs> Whose resurrection? That's the issue. You can keep on reading. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Okay, so now you know that the first resurrection is not for non-believers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are blessed if you are a part of the first resurrection. Mm-hmm. So he's not referring to the resurrection of the dead after a thousand year reign. A thousand year reign, it goes on until it's done before non-believers who had died are raised from the dead. They are raised right at the end. But that resurrection, if you have a part in that resurrection that comes after a thousand year reign, you don't have the blessing. He's saying you're blessed if you are a part of the first mm-hmm. resurrection. Mm. But again, let's focus on the word first. Yes, This is the first resurrection. If the first resurrection is happening after the tribulation mm. and we we call it the first because it is the first 
Then the book of Matthew comes in. It means now we were lied to that there was ever a resurrection when Jesus was on the cross. If people indeed were raised from the dead and they came out of their graves and there were many, that resurrection has to be recorded. That should have been the first resurrection. Because these are too many people to be ignored. Indeed, Father. So how can we have the resurrection of the dead after the tribulation being referred to as the first? And the first meaning the first time for the dead to be raised. It doesn't mean that people are being raised for the, the first, first time. time. Okay. So what it means is that the people that got raised in chapter number 27 mm-hmm. of the book of Matthew, yes, that resurrection is called the first resurrection. Okay. And the people that are going to be resurrected during our rapture, if it happens today, they will also be raised under the same right. type of resurrection. Type of resurrection called the first mm-hmm. resurrection. And the people that are going to be resurrected after tribulation who are going to be beheaded. That again is going to be the first resurrection. Is the same type of resurrection that is called first. Because the second one comes after a 1,000 year reign of Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the, called the second resurrection. It's a different nature. It's a different, yes. Thank you, Father. The resurrection of non-believers is the second-hand resurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, So take note of that passage of Scripture because intelligent guys can use that against you and you will not escape it. You must be able to find other places where there's been resurrections before. And then you say, so why is this... Why is this being referred to as the first? Hmm. Yet it's after the tribulation. So, so it's important that you take note of that. Thank you for that. Okay. We are going to be having several resurrections before the, the last first resurrection. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All, all right. So, so where's the difference? The rapture that takes place now and the rapture that takes place after the tribulation. During both uh, raptures, you have to have trumpets. Mm-hmm. And both trumpets are supposed to be the last. And now we understand the word last again. Okay. It's a term given to that kind of a trumpet. Okay. But there's the there's this difference in the trumpets the trumpet that is sounded during our rapture it has to be by the high priest according to the book of hebrews that's that's jesus himself and also uh, according to the jewish culture the last trumpet was not to be sounded by a junior priest. It was supposed to be the high priest. Okay? Mm. So if it was by the high priest, it means also that the last trumpet, because Paul talks about the last trumpet, and we shall be changed when it is sounded. So, 
the feast of the trumpets represents the, the rapture, yes, where the trumpet is blown and then we are called up. The same way John heard the voice like a trumpet and the voice said to him, come up here. So we'll hear the trumpet at rapture and then we are taken up. But that has to be by the high priest. So Jesus blows that and then the blowing, don't picture, we have dealt with that before. He's not holding a trumpet, mm. he speaks. Mm. And then the voice calls us up. Okay. And then we are raptured. But then the rapture that happens again after the tribulation, you will see that the Lord will send his angels. Mm -hmm. Okay. He will send his angels both in the book of Matthew, Matthew and also in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. So angels will go and they will gather. There's the gathering of the saints from the four corners of the heavens and even of the earth together. But uh, yes, I know the archangel voice is appearing in the book of Matthew. But when he comes again after the tribulation, the involvement of angels, it's not just in the gathering, but the blowing of the trumpet. When a trumpet is being blown by the high priest and when a trumpet is being blown by the angel, these are kind of like two different trumpets that goes to show the difference in the people being resurrected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it's important that you get raised from the dead when the high priest blows the trumpet. Mm. Okay. Father, just to think that the saints that will be resurrected um, when the angel blows uh, the last trumpet, mm. they would have paid the price for themselves. <laughs> and they're having the angel being sent to blow the trumpet. <laughs> and yet for us, our price was paid. And yeah. we have the high priest himself coming himself and blowing the trumpet. Amazing. Mm, that's that's an interesting observation there. <laughs> okay, also look at uh, our main scripture that we have been reading over a long period of time now, First uh, Thessalonians 4.16. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The Lord himself, that is the emphasis. Mm -hmm. The Lord himself. He didn't just, he found it necessary to say, <laughs> it's the Lord himself. He's, he's doing this by himself. Mm -hmm. He is the most active person during this kind of a rapture. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, mm. with the voice of the archangel. There's a reason why he's calling it the voice of the archangel. Okay. What is that? Okay. I don't want trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't want trouble because 
it's not like he is using the voice of an archangel or there's an archangel shouting on his behalf. Okay. <sighs> let me leave it for, for now. Oh, let me leave it for now because <laughs> you must... <laughs> Father, we'd love to understand. Do you, do you know that uh, Lucifer... Um, was not in the category of average angels. He was an arch okay. angel. All right. Just like Gabriel and Michael are arch angels. Okay. That's fine. I don't want to get into a lot of things here because I've told you before that Jesus and his position. Jesus paid the price for a better level called sonship. Who was he before? What was he before? Before he became the first redeemer given to this earth to redeem it and to mediate earth, to be a mediator between earth and God was Lucifer. So the coming of Jesus on the earth, it wasn't the first time that God attempted to send a Messiah. <laughs> Lucifer was in charge of the earth. He was down here as their Messiah and he abused and misused that office. As the archangel, that power was given to an archangel to be the Messiah, the messenger of God. He was here like a God, Lucifer. And when he failed, he knew it by divine intelligence that God is going to attempt. Another archangel is going to be sent. <laughs> but if that archangel is to be obedient, you will not be referred to as the archangel. You will be referred to as the son of God. You graduate from being an archangel. I, I, I think it was better. <laughs> how, how did, how did, how did, you see, Lucifer knows that whoever is coming, mm -hmm. he is coming to do the thing that I failed to do. Mm -hmm. He knew somebody from heaven was coming. He knew it. So the entire distortion that you see happening in the garden where Lucifer goes against the woman, he really wants to attack the seed. He wants to destroy the seed of the woman because that's how this man is going to come. 
Notice. You have archangels lined up in heaven with different responsibilities. <laughs> it is up to those archangels to choose whether they remain in that state or they become sons. Depending on the nature of a responsibility that they are willing to accomplish. Jesus came in the flesh. He became flesh. That is what is called the divine exchange where he had to be in the flesh. He came and he appeared like us so that we would appear like him. Wow. Wow. Understood. Wow. He took upon himself our appearance, our form, so that we would take upon ourselves his form and his appearance. He became like us so that we would become like him. And then when Jesus was raised, when he ascended into the heavens in the book of Acts, while as they were beholding him, he did not leave his earthly body on the earth. Until now, he is being referred to as the man, Christ, the man. Christ, the man. He is probably the only flesh right now in heaven capable of surviving the atmosphere of heaven in the flesh. He is still in the flesh right now. <laughs> so that he is the first seed to be planted in that atmosphere. And it has survived for that long time. It's a deposit of our earthly bodies in a heavenly atmosphere. He is there. And that is why even the power is given to him to reign over the earth because he's still he is still in possession of an earthly body that licenses him to reign on the earth. Because he's coming to reign on the earth and you don't reign on the earth as a spirit. You don't. You don't. Wow. So he's keeping his body for that reign. Wow. So. So now, He tested death and he was raised from the dead so that resurrection becomes possible. And he managed to locate his physical body. 
he entered into that body as a spirit and then he rose from the dead physically so that we would do the same. Mm. Be able to locate our physical bodies as spirits and then raise our physical bodies and be able to walk and be able to ascend during rapture physically the same way he was raptured. Because they were looking at him as he was being taken. It happened in the afternoon as he was ascending. It was that physical body of Jesus and they saw, they watched ascending into the heavens. He still had wounds in his hands. So that you can believe that it is possible for you to be raised physically into the heavens. You can be raised. Your body can be raised. Mm, thank you. But I wanted to keep on reading First Thessalonians chapter 4. Father, before I continue, can I ask a question? Yes. What are we then to say of the Enochs and the Elijahs? Mm-hmm. Um, who appeared to have uh, ascended to heaven before the Lord Jesus ascended in the flesh. Um, Were they not a type of also a seed in the flesh planted in heaven? Um, How do we consider that? Not really. Not really. Remember Jesus also said a very confusing statement, which which is a bit... Um, contradictory because he said no man has ever ascended to heaven but he that descended mm-hmm. you don't say that when Elijah once ascended and Enoch once ascended he comes and he tells us the Bible has already told us that they, they once ascended and he says no man has ever Ah, okay, let's read it first. (laughs) (laughs) John chapter 3, verse 13. Okay. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, Mm. but he that came down from heaven, which is even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Okay. So there's never been any ascension. That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> Read it again. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, mm-hmm. but he that came down from heaven. Okay. So what do we believe now? What 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 do I thought Elijah ascended? I thought Enoch ascended, for God took him. Mm-hmm. Then here comes Jesus. No man. No man. Hmm? And no man hath ascended up to heaven. So, so, okay. Let's not take much time on that. It's a question that just raised. For you to understand what Jesus is referring to there, what you need to take note of. Yes, sir. Not the ascension, heaven. 
the type heaven is referring to. Okay. okay wow. wow. It's the type of heaven that he's referring to. <laughs> it's a kind of heaven, the ultimate heaven. Mm. And there's never been a man ascended that far except the son of man who came from there or the son of God who came from there. The people are, have ascended to certain heavens, not this one. So there are certain heavens. Ah, several heavens, yes. Stay yeah, you stay there. And you know there's several other heavens above me. And you have to believe Sanction from one level of heaven to another. <laughs> wow. Like we are like wow. we, I've told you before, we are in heaven right now. Yes. Wow. Beds are flying in heaven. This firmament is a heaven. Yes. <laughs> Our feet are on the ground, our heads mm. in heaven right now. Mm. Yes, understood. When we are raptured, we are raptured from a, a, a heavenly place. This earth has its own heavenly dimension, the firmament. Planes fly in heaven, in the sky. So when you leave this earth, okay, so when he talks about no man has ever ascended to heaven, you must then begin to study the type of heaven that he's referring to. Where all the men that have once ascended are yet to arrive at. Oh. Wow. Okay. That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> it's, a, it's a certain it's a certain heaven that that when when that one comes down Jesus is seated there in that heavenly place Elijah can get to that hand in time at Mount Transfiguration he can also appear it's the kind of heaven that allows that you can keep coming back at will but anyway I would ask you to, to read wow. first uh, wow. Thessalonians 4 uh, verse 16 for mm. the Lord shall descend from heaven the shout mm. with the voice of the archangel mm. and with the trump of God mm. and the dead in Christ shall rise first mm. then we which are alive Live and remain mm. shall be caught up together with them the clouds mm. to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Read verse 17 again. Then we then, are alive. Then we. We. Then, we. Which are alive. So I don't want you to have problems when you are going to misunderstand scripture. Let's say you, you believe that rapture happens before the, the, the tribulation or rapture happens after the, the tribulation. Um, whatever it is that you believe. I don't want you to feel guilty if you finally discover that you were wrong. Which didn't happen. 
So don't feel bad. You have a man greater than you who saw Jesus and he believed that rapture was going to happen during his time. During his time. We It's not just a statement of faith knowing that there's going to be a generation that is going to read. No, he's comforting. This is a letter not just to us. This is a letter to Thessalonica. It's a current letter he's telling them that us that are still alive. So don't be disappointed. As for me, I don't care whether it happens before or we go through the tribulation, the fact still remains the same. Don't worry. Whatever it is that you believe, don't feel bad about it. Whether rapture happens before or after, the good thing is rapture still has to happen. That's the key. So let's let's not fight over when. Okay? Yes, sir. Already I'm showing you a misunderstanding in the Bible by one of the greatest revelator. One of the greatest men who ever lived on the earth with so ex- with extreme revelations. He believed he's promising them that we read it again. Then we which are alive and what and remain uh-huh. shall be caught up together with them mm-hmm. in the clouds mm. to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord So they were believing that rapture was supposed to happen during their time and they are being asked by Paul to comfort each other with these words that's the last verse wherefore comfort one another with these words so the good thing is that it's going to okay it's going to happen whether it's before or mid or after still we all believe rapture is supposed to happen and the reason why why i said i believe it has to cause of several other scriptures that i have given you where jesus made it a point that the coming of the son of man is likened unto the days of noah and the days of lot before judgments you see what he was talking about is the coming judgment but in trying to uh bring clarity to the coming judgment he made reference to past judgments so that you understand the coming judgment as in the days of noah what happened in the days of noah judgment came but before judgment came judgment yet to be elevated yet to ascend into the heavens before judgment came so the punishment was supposed to be under him death was supposed to okay under him that is raptured that is that's the picture and again he said is in the days of sodom we know fire never fell until lord ascended into the mountains you see an ascension again a yes, picture of rapture yes, so why would this make reference 
past uh, judgments if the future is different. He's also telling you that I mean, is that beef earth where you have different trumpets, you have horses, you have different cups of the wrath of God being poured on the earth. The church has to be raised up by the sound of the trumpet. That's why I'm saying I believe it has to happen before. Mm. Okay. But, but through tribulation, and we have to meet Antichrist face to face. We're going to be strong enough to withstand him and to resist him. That's a different story now. And how much is God going to realize out of that harvest? Mm. Is that a, a great strategy if you're a farmer? Having your crops to go through storms. How much of that are you going to be able to pick? It sounds as if God is against huge but you're going to lose out. And you don't have to allow your people that you paid the price for, pay the price for themselves. Because mm. they have to make it by, by their own cross. Your cross then loses value. Like I said, your cross then loses value. And if I have to go hell to heaven, And non-believers are supposed to go through heaven together. Then we have all been to hell. You can look at them and laugh at them and say, you are going to hell. You also made it to heaven through what? Hell. hell. That tribulation is hell. And if we have to go through it in order to make it to heaven, it means we have been to hell before. There is nothing really special about our salvation. And they have to go through heaven where they are enjoying because they are not being tortured by the Antichrist because they have... So they are going through nice things are happening to them during that time. Because they are not in defiance to the reign of the Antichrist. So they go through heaven on their way to hell and we go through hell on our way to heaven. Why rejoice over that? Won't somewhere died for us and he went to for us. And when he went to hell, we went there with him. We, we did that already. Why should we go through it again? We had to go there as spirits. I told you before, it, it, it made a public spectacle. When he disarmed demons and principalities, it was in a public arena. And I asked you, it wasn't when Jesus was on the cross and everyone was watching 
the Pharisees. No. Because to the Pharisees, it wasn't spectacle. It wasn't a victory stance. It was a defeat. They are saying, oh, he's dead. But if it was a victorious, it means they must have been a certain gathering. And who was there? We were there. That thing happened when he went to hell. Okay? Yes, sir. If Jesus died and you died with him, if Jesus was raised and you were raised together with him, it also means when he went to hell and he preached, you went with him. So if he went with you, you became the crowd that spectated as he was disarming principalities. Wow. We were there. We watched Powerful. as he was taking the authority. Powerful. Why was he taking it from Lucifer? If the first mandate was not given to him, Lucifer. We are back to that issue now, yes, the archangel. archangel. Lucifer was supposed to be the son of God. Lucifer actually was supposed to be the Jesus. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we, could, we could have been worshipping Lucifer today and he obeyed. We could have been picturing him as the Messiah. Sin was already here even before Adam sinned. Sin was already here. Mm. But Lucifer was supposed to come and redeem Adam. Hmm. and not to further complicate his case. Hmm. You see? It's wrong. Look at what the devil has managed to do to this earth. As an archangel, look at his power, his influence. As an archangel, look at what he did to the earth. Hmm. But for that to be reversed, you need another personality of the same nature who falls under the same category of archangels to come and correct that. Mm -hmm. That's for another time. But I just wanted to highlight this point to you viewers that we must be expecting rapture to happen anytime. Whilst we are marrying, whilst people are drinking, whilst there is, um, the environment is still good and well, and everything is okay. Rapture can happen at that time. As they were marrying, as they were partying, then judgment, Noah was told during that time to build something. So rapture can happen while still drinking is still possible. So you just make sure that you are born again. If you are born again, you know that you are, you are rapturable. It is possible for you to be raptured. When the trumpet sounds and we hear the sound of the trumpet, then we are changed. We are raised up. And then we join him in the sky. Those that believe that we have to stay here throughout the tribulation, then they have a lot of work to do. Okay? They must be able to explain to us when is the wedding of the Lamb going to happen. Because he has already come. He is here. He is dealing with his enemies. When is that going to happen? When he comes after this seven-year period. 
are we going to be having a wedding in Jerusalem while there is chaos in the world out there? You have a lot of things to address there. We need to have enough time away from this earth where crowns are being given to us, where we are feasting the, the, the supper, the marriage supper of the Lamb. I don't think it has to happen after a seven-year period. This earth is going to be quite chaotic. We have to come with power and we have to bring Him when He comes with clouds. It has to be us, the clouds. We come with Him. Come with him. When He ascended, He ascended with a cloud. Those that He had raised from the dead. So when He comes back again, He comes with us during the second coming. Mm. Okay? And then we reign for a thousand years with Him. Mm. The rest of the people that are dead are not raised until we get to the end of the thousand year reign. And then they are raised from the dead which becomes the last resurrection. And then they have to die for the last time, which is separation from God permanently. Okay. Mm. So I wanted to highlight that to you so that you are ready for the rapture. And that's it. That's what I have for tonight. And um, this coming Sunday, um, we have a service unlike any of the services. If you miss me on Sunday for any reason, you'll find out after that it wasn't worth it. There's no reason. There's no reason for you to miss what I'm going to say. Meet me here on Sunday. Just be ready for me. Thank you. There are things that I'm supposed to add. Unlawful things. <laughs> so be here. Be here. Wherever you are. I know you might say, I'll watch it later. I'll just, no, no, no. Make sure that you are present during that live broadcast. Thank you, Father. I need to say things that needs to be said. Things that I should have said 10 years ago. And for some reasons, you never heard me say such words. And those words are supposed to be. It's time that you hear me speak out. And I minister to you from a very strange platform. So be here. Thank you for joining me tonight and uh, pastors, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me again on Sunday. Thank you, for, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the powerful teaching. Thank you for taking us back to scripture and making us understand the resurrection and not just making us scholars, but I believe you have turned us into proponents of or advocates of this pre-tribulation rapture. And now I begin to understand that indeed, Father, you mean good for us. 
you 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 do it in a fashion that sometimes if we don't look at it very carefully we simple assumptions that are not there father you are coming here and you are positioning us begin to understand or to see love and believing otherwise like you highlighted doesn't disqualify anybody yeah. but it happens then we are in a position to be right and don't really the interpretive scripts give us this is and yet without this information we have no theological standing in our belief and father making us stand firm making us understand the way you do so simple so gentle so loving thank you so much father thank oh, you you're welcome thank you thank you thank you so much father thank you welcome we do not want to miss the sunday service that is coming prepare yourself in prayer uh, be expectant to receive this sunday until then shalom
Jesus. <laughs> 